Welcome and thank you for downloading another Bush and Ritchie Daily Takeaway. Um, in this episode, uh, you are going to hear us talk about Tuck Biscuits and Ritz Biscuits. And we just want to make clear, no money has passed hands. Yet. Um, uh, yet. <laughs> Still to come. Uh, but can I chuck another one into the, uh, another corporation uh, into the mix uh, ahead of the episode getting underway? And that is the Pucker Tea Corporation, Bush. You introduced me to Jazzy Tea, as I would describe it, uh, just before Christmas. I have got very much into lemon, ginger and manuka honey tea. That's what I've been drinking this afternoon. The state of us, eh? How things have changed. I mean... <laughs> I used to properly turn my nose up when you go down that aisle in the supermarket and you've got all these ridiculous herbal teas. Or if anyone made a herbal tea or whatever when we were at work, I'd be like, oh, what are you doing? But yeah. it gets to the point where you can't just keep drinking caffeine and that because you can't go to sleep ever and you absolutely lose your mind. So I'm well into the whole pucker thing. Weirdly, we've got a, a pucker advent calendar. So I've been oh. having a different fancy tea every day. The tea that I'm drinking right now is ginseng matcha green tea. What about that? Wow. Ginseng matcha green tea. I feel a million dollars. And if you are drinking fancy tea along with listening to this show or this podcast, we want to hear about it. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Can I just say, as an Everton fan, every day seems kind of the same to me, to be oh, honest with you. No. My team, Everton, absolutely killing me at the moment. They are ruining, genuine, this is not an overstatement, Everton Football Club are ruining my life. Uh, uh, the past few years, just I don't want to go into this, but it's been a horror show. We've talked about it on this show, the ups and downs. Stayed up uh, in literally by the skin of our teeth at the tail end of last season in the Premier League. I think they would have got a warning from that, but it's more of the same um, this year. And it's the hope that kills you. So we had a heroic draw against Man City. It was like saving Private Ryan, but we, we managed to sneak in there and win uh, and, and draw one all. Felt like a win. And, and, and that was a little bit of hope. And I thought, man, maybe this could be it for Frank Lampard and the team has turned around a little bit. And last night, I don't know if you're aware, uh, Everton got absolutely trounced 4-1 by Brighton. Three goals in a six-minute uh, like little span of, of misery at the start of the second half. And I just, I don't know, I just feel so down in the dumps. Richie, obviously, you're an Arsenal fan. You're having a completely opposite well, experience. As I was watching the Arsenal game last night, there were little goal flashes coming up from the Everton game. And as as, as the goals were flying in... <laughs> flying in, could, thanks. Oh, thanks for that. So, all right, a different... As the goals were occurring, yeah. um, that would have been better. Yeah, yeah. I was just I was just thinking of you. I was taken away from, from watching my side and thinking, oh, man... Poor Bush, he's going to be besides himself. It does really affect you, doesn't it? It does. And it's like, you know, you, obviously I'm going to be in work the next day, all miserable. You have to tiptoe around football, which is what's happened today. My mum, obviously my dad's a big Everton fan. My dad has to go for a walk around the block when oh. Everton are doing badly because he gets so annoyed about it. My brother texted me this morning, said that he couldn't sleep last night. It affected him so much. And, and, so, and the millions of home-time listeners, it's affecting them. It's affecting, it is affecting them. But you know what? Despite all of this... I know I'll go back again. Stupid Andy goes back to Everton, even though they treat me bad. So I just want to put it out there. There's almost like a cathartic thing to, to hear that it's not just me that returns to a lit firework. What thing in life do you love, but you know that it's no good for you? Because I know for a fact that Everton Football Club is no good for me. Golf. 
golf was always the thing for me. Uh, I, I I nearly went back to it between Christmas and New Year. Had a had a round booked with my brother-in-law, and then weather put pay to it, which is probably a good thing. But I was always rubbish at golf, and then always found that the last hole. The golfing gods were kind to me and that I'd always walk off the course thinking, no, I am good. I will go back again and I'd still be rubbish. That's, that's your Man City draw, that is. That's your one point at, yeah. at the Etihad. That's what that is. Golf looks like an incredibly frustrating game. So I, I can totally get with that. Imagine, did you invest in the uh, the sticks? What are the words for it? The clubs? Clubs. I did have I did have clubs. I had I had all the gear, I had the shoes, everything. Uh, it's all gone. All gone. I possess none of it now. I was, I was having to hire it to play over Christmas and New Year. Listen to the psychological scars. So come on then, join in the conversation uh, this evening. If there's something in life that you love, but you know it's no good for you, tweet us and tell us about it now. Jojo says, living in London, it's a love-hate thing, and I love the city, but I also hate that I'm trapped here. Fair point. (laughs) Uh, Tim says, anything shown after nine o'clock on that TLC channel that contains the mystery (laughs) word or words renovation or diary of? Oh, he's, he's a sucker for a, a chateau renovation. I can, I can see it right now. Uh, Paul, is uh, for him, it's, his weakness is incognito mode. We won't go any further into that. And, and then Rob says, here's an interesting one. Uh, the thing that he loves that he knows is no good for him. And weirdly enough, this is the thing I tried for the first time this Christmas. Pick a lily. <laughs> Have you tried pick a lily before? It wasn't anything like why I expected it to be. I don't know if I'll be going back. I feel it's still, for me, too close uh, a friend of the Onion family and and I can't be with it. Uh, Kat says, pink and fizzy bubblegum sweets. I eat them by the handful, even though I can feel the deterioration of the enamel on my teeth every time. I don't want to get into a fight on this and I don't want to go off on like a a detour, but grown-ups shouldn't eat sweets. Ah... Okay. Don't don't do it because it would break home time very, very quickly. You you know my weaknesses. (laughs) We shouldn't be eating stuff like Haribo. Grown-ups shouldn't be eating Haribo. That's for children. Children's sweets. I love it. Okay? So, I don't know. Are we all right to carry on? or We're all right for now, as long as it doesn't come up again. Andrew says, any product from Tunnocks. He loves a tea cake, don't we all? (laughs) I kind of get this suggestion from Liam. I kind of get it. Pork scratchings. I love pork scratchings. Absolutely love them. I love making crackling uh, if I do uh, pork uh, on a roast at the weekend. But the thing is, you always know that there'll be a pork scratching in the packet that's going to be a really tough one. And suddenly you'll fear for the fillings and fear for your teeth. And you can write, I've got to knock these on the head. This isn't good. They're greasy. Not good for me. Not good for the teeth. I'll always go and buy the other packet. Do you know my dad, Nigel, right? He has broken a tooth on pork scratchings at two consecutive pub visits. Uh, in, in, <laughs> spaced out by about a year and a half. And my mum's absolutely fuming. She was like, just don't have any more because you always break your teeth on them. He's done it two pub trips on the trot. He'll never learn. <laughs> Uh, David says, uh, for him, his weakness is the removable plate toasty machine I got for Christmas. The best invention in the history of man. I presume David is a big fan of our Tuesday night toasty, so make sure you listen out for that next week right here on Home Time. Removable plate toasty machine. Do we have his details? I want to know more. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, You can always get a handle on what kind of Christmas or festive period people have had by what food they've got left at this stage post-Christmas in our house genuinely I've whittled it down to I think about two or three segments of Terry's chocolate orange left and that is it we even ate one of the kids uh, chocolates from the other night that they don't know about because we were that desperate so uh, (laughs) that's all I've got left I I, I feel like 
gluttonous, but quite proud that I've almost brought this baby in on exactly on target. Do you know what I mean? I, I think you should be proud. I, I have to be honest with you. I am stunned that there is still some chocolate orange left. Did you tap and whack on Christmas Day? Because if so, how have you still got some left on the 4th of January? <laughs> I, a man does not tap and whack and tell. <laughs> what what have you got left then? What uh, what's currently knocking round in your uh, pantry? Um, some Tesco finest blue Stilton and some Tuck biscuits. I thought I would oh. be having more cheese boards over Christmas uh, than it turned out that I did. Do you know what? Can we just give a bit of love for Tuck biscuits? Hugely underrated and amazing treat. Aren't they good? Tuck biscuits. You only seem to really discover them each Christmas and think, oh, I must have more of them, and they never do. A little corporate message to the people at the the good people at the Tuck Corporation. There's a market for it all the other times of the year. I reckon if you if you go for it, you could really increase things. And if you need that radio show that's going to put the reach of Tuck Biscuits internationally, put it out there on the international stage. Home time is it? <laughs> little little question. How do you think Tesco Mobile uh, would would appreciate sharing the limelight with the good people at the Tuck Biscuit Corporation? We'll let them uh, sort out that tussle right at the top floor <laughs> of this corporation. In the meantime, though, you can join in with this home time audience. We need your intel. We want to do an audit of what you've got left post Christmas. It doesn't have to be sweet and savoury. It could literally be anything. Uh, I have two segments of Terry's chocolate orange, Richie, uh, some vintage. Stilton and some tuck biscuits. What about you? Tesco finest vintage uh, um, Stilton, just uh, to clarify. Thank you very much. La-di-da. <laughs> Lisa has uh, sent us a picture of, I guess, what would have been a fruit bowl, but has been repurposed for Christmas with all sorts of chocolate and salty snacks. Um, there's some there's some Dairy Lee chocolate buttons, Dairy Lee, Dairy Milk chocolate buttons. <laughs> there's a thought. Uh, yeah. Lotus biscuits. And also, just tucked away in the corner of the, uh, the picture bush, the rival to the Tuck Corporation that we were talking about earlier, a box of Ritz biscuits. What about that? Well, maybe if the people at Tuck aren't willing to jump on the opportunity of working and collaborating with us here on Home Time, maybe the, the enemy across the, the field there for uh, yes. Ritz might want to get involved and do some business with us. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I mean, you wearing those Formula One boiler suits emblazoned with Ritz branding when we're doing the show. We prefer if you tell us about things that are still in date. That's a good point. And also, I want you to imagine this food on a big table, like, say, banquet. A little bit like that thing that Gillian McKeith used to do before she went through your poo-poo. <laughs> the Harrier on Twitter, he's let the side down. He says, guys, I still have 200-plus bottles of beer in the garage. I forgot we weren't hosting this year. He's dropped the ball on that one. Duncan Bradshaw says, loads. A large box of Ambassador's Special Ferrero Rocher, half a box of After Eights, three boxes of Hotel Chocolat stuff, some weird chocolate stick things, shortbread, and a couple of weird things the wife bought me. Didn't finish off the Yule Log either. What's he doing? That's quite a banquet uh, that he's contributing to. Can we also just go back to the 200 bottles of beers in the garage uh, just because they forgot they weren't hosting? How many would they normally host if they were? I know it's like having the Glastonbury Festival or something. (laughs) Uh, Poppy says a whole tub of Quality Street gone unopened. I mean, that excites me. 50 Freddos. uh, And then Cole letting us know about two Toblerones. I I don't understand how you can have two Toblerones that haven't been nibbled at all. Do you know what? We had Toblerones this Christmas, and it's a game changer. Normally I get them rammed down your throat when you're buying a magazine at WH Smith's at a train station. Do you know what I mean? It's like a multi-buy. But when you're in, in, in isolation, Toblerones are pretty good. 
Oh, they're great. Uh, I do need to apologise. I should have done this yesterday and I've had a text off my mum telling me off for uh, forgetting it because I'm all over the place. You know what it's like this week. Uh, yesterday was my amazing cousin from Liverpool, Chris Marsden's birthday. Uh, Chris, so Chris have an amazing birthday. He's in the Navy. God bless him. So I don't know whether he's like uh, doing that thing like Titanic at the front of the boat with someone else holding him <laughs> somewhere off the coast of Portsmouth. But Chris, I hope you have an amazing day. Good lads. He's at sea. He might not have heard it. A whole family incident that your mum's overly worrying about. Imagine, though, how amazing it would be to find out that the Royal Navy pipe home time and absolute radio through all of their vessels simultaneously. Uh, Royal Navy, uh, email us, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk to confirm this intel, please. Uh, get get in there before Tuck and, uh, and Ritz. <laughs> yeah. um, this tweet here, as we put together our, uh, our hometime banquet of leftover food that's still going strong in your house uh, on the 4th of January. I've just opened the Terry's Chocolate Orange. It's the first time Ramida, my Thai wife, has had chocolate orange and there are three bits left plus oh, the really? bit in the middle. It's all going on around at their house, isn't it? It is. Just imagine if you only just discovered chocolate orange. Your mind would be genuinely blown. It it is an amazing thing. Uh, Natasha says she's got too many mince pies, tons of chocolate and a bottle of Baileys to get through. (laughs) Uh, Celia says a whole tub unopened of heroes. I've not fancied chocolate this Christmas. Celia, my sympathy and prayers are with you. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Get even more fine for me tomorrow, and I want to put you in charge. And Bush, uh, you are very much part of this process as well. 8.31 tomorrow morning, uh, a very specific moment in time, uh, but it is that specific. I'm looking forward to it. That is when I get peace, quiet and solitude for the (laughs) the first time in seemingly a fortnight. And do you know what? I don't want to waste it. What do I do, fella? What do I do? How come? So what's going on? Is it, is it the uh, Rocco being back at school? Is that what it is? Back at school. Little man's back at school tomorrow morning, 8.30 drop off. Then it all starts. Uh, and I've, I've, got like, I've got like three hours before I need to start sorting myself out to get ready to uh, do the show and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. so I've got a whole morning ready of just just me time that I haven't had. I know I'm going to sound selfish, but I'm being honest with you. So, so what do I do? I don't want to waste it. Well, first of all, I'm very jealous of you. I obviously love my children, but our our 11-month-old Stella, who's currently destroying the house, will still be around uh, in the morning. She's not quite at nursery age yet or school age, so Thea's going back tomorrow, But so we'll still have one little Wreck-It Ralph knocking around, but a bit of peace and quiet will be absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I would say, if I was given that opportunity... And I would, I would get the downloads and the updates done this evening ahead of tomorrow. I think it's got to be a PlayStation or Xbox session uh, that you've oh, been dreaming about. That, I was going to offer you the chance for me to live your morning tomorrow, just so you can kind of you know, see, see what things could be like. But that's actually a really great idea. I love the wisdom of getting the software update done tonight. Literally before I turn the telly off, just get it doing all its stuff overnight so that come the time I'm back, I can just sit there. Because Sony and Microsoft know, uh, they, I don't know how they managed to do this, but they managed to work out when parents seem to have a tiny bit of free time. And what they do is they uh, make sure all the massive software upgrades, upgrading stuff you probably don't use, happen when you just want to play 20 minutes of Forza or something. Do you know what I mean? 
we know that these devices are listening. This is not a surprise. We're, we're rumbling them right now. So, look, I'm offering you the chance. Bush has put his 2p in. Um, but what you, you can control my morning tomorrow. All right? I'm taking suggestions. So tweet us at Absolute Radio, 8.30, three-hour window. What am I doing with it? It's the first chance in a fortnight. Two words uh, for another idea suggestion for oh, you. Yeah. I know earlier on I suggested, uh, you know, to have an Xbox session, get on the old uh, train Great sim. wisdom. Well, well, great wisdom. But what about this? It's a little bit different. Two words are BB gun. Hey, do people still have uh, air rifles these days? Because I remember, like, if you if you watch any old movie or whatever, when there's like a bit of free time, they normally go up to the paddock and then shoot you know, tin cans, old baked bean cans, in, <laughs> set up in a diamond shape. I know you don't have the ginnel anymore. The ginnel would have been perfect for this. I was it, was it called Tin Can Alley or something like that? Or, you know, that kind of fun old fashioned style. Tin Can Alley was definitely the game, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that used to be... That, you wouldn't get that sold now, but probably find it on eBay somewhere. But that was definitely a thing. I tell you, the kids these days still seem to have caps. I see them going around oh, yeah. with like, caps on the high street. Why can't, why can't a middle-aged man walk around uh, in his dressing gown with a replica rifle in his back garden anymore these days without Sky News circling in a helicopter? <laughs> thanks for your two suggestions they've been wildly different uh, do please keep yours coming uh, Louise has got in touch this must be a joke one uh, laundry, mop floors, iron, change bedding and prepare dinner that's a loaded question I feel like she wants you to go well why would I want to do that and then she's going to make a mum comment or a woman comment that's what that is, it's a trap don't go near that message I will not reply to Louisa although I'm tempted just to clarify I do that already Louisa there you go, there you go <laughs> <laughs> uh, D- Daddy Cool on Twitter says, uh, asleep. Why have we looked any further? Just have a good old-fashioned student nap. Put the put mid-morning telly on and just uh, have a right old kip. Do you know what? There, there are a few quilts knocking around in this house. I could see myself just lying on the sofa like some old boy with a quilt. I'm, I'm sure I could do sleep for three hours. Uh, I feel like Andy is mocking my current state of uh, fitness. He suggested a 5K run, perfect bit of me time. I've got a three-hour window. It won't take me three hours to do a 5K, all right? Uh, Neil, I, I, this, this is a solid one. Coffee, cake and some quiet dad contemplation time. I, I think I could find myself a lovely little coffee shop with a little platter of cakes in the window and feast on that. That could be a winner. What a dream, living the Edwardian lifestyle right there, that's for sure. <laughs> Doilies and neckerchiefs and everything like that as well. Uh, Bush, interesting one this. A couple of people have suggested similar things. Uh, Craig, one of them, saying, why don't you play with that car wash thing that uh, Rocco got given over Christmas that I was describing yesterday? Someone else saying, why don't you play with the toys when they're not there? It's an interesting concept, that, isn't it? Is there anything that like Thea or Stella have got that if you knew that no one knew that you were playing with it, no one's in the house you would think, yeah. oh, do you know what, that actually looks quite fun uh, Stella does have you know one of those baby guitars that's got like four quite wobbly strings but weirdly plays the tune <laughs> along with it yes. it makes you feel like you're, you're uh, Eddie Van Halen, do you know what I mean, it really is an amazing thing, so I might give that a go tomorrow if you're, if you're going to be playing on the whatever it is the thing that puts water all over your floor. I I didn't say that I was going to play with the Hot Wheels car wash, by the way. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Well, there you go. Thank you very much for uh, enjoying, hopefully, uh, this episode of The Daily Takeaway. Um, Just reflecting on on how things kicked off at the beginning. If if somebody took you aside, Bush, when, when both of us were starting out in our careers 
and said, uh, by the way, about 20 years time, you two will open an episode of your successful podcast uh, by talking <laughs> by talking about fruit teas. What would you have said? I would have tried to smother myself with a pillow, like at the end of <laughs> One Fair Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> Make it stop happening.